The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hey, hey, top of the morning to you. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard as we are live in downtown Las Vegas. From the Circa Resort and Casino. Coming up over the next three hours, 45 minutes from right now, soccer expert, friend of the show, Nigel Seeley. He has been terrific with the uh, football bets going back. Uh, Not only that are they coming in, but the analysis has been spot on. We'll hear from him coming up at that point. Brad Powers on the best college slate of the entire season in an hour. Mike Pritchard on the show, as is Paul Charchian. We do have Paul Charchian's Fantasy Football Hall of Famer. Mike Pritchard played in the sport uh, for 10 years and is currently a VEASAN host. So we do have a Thursday night game tonight. Yes, I know people are going to make fun of it the entire time. Mock it, laugh it, laugh at it, do whatever you want. Uh, I will say this personally. I'm glad it is on a Thursday night, so it's not even, not even in consideration for me for a contest this weekend. So I will not play Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was actually pondering a play on Chicago, but the more I kind of dove into this game, uh, it's either a complete stay away or I would actually lean Washington at this point. For various reasons, which we will get into. Mm. So um, there is this, you know, rookie head coaches. How are they going to handle situations like the first time playing short rest like it is tonight for Matt Eberflus and the Bears? Well, going back since 2015, rookie head coaches are 8 and 18 ATS. That is 30.8%. And it's 0-2 so far on the season. Look back to last week. Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos could not get there at home with that poor performance. So there is that angle, and uh, you do do have some stuff here tonight where I think maybe the Bears' biggest strength on offense certainly would be the running game. Well, Montgomery played well again last week. He took over as the workhorse yet again from Herbert. But the commanders are actually quite good at stopping the run. So can Fields actually do anything to exploit Kind of a crappy Washington pass defense. I don't know. Uh, I, well, I like that the passing offense has, has looked better the last couple of weeks, especially against the Vikings. As we talked about the other day, they were down 21-3 to and then had the lead in the fourth quarter. So uh, that continues to improve. Chernoff is right. He mentioned it Tuesday, how the offense is getting better. I do like fields over passing yards with rushing yards at Bet Rivers at 217. You're getting Mooney involved. I mean, he was non-existent in the first couple games. Uh, now Mooney's had a couple decent games. 
Uh, but the, you're right. That'll be a key to the game with the rushing attack is the Bears have their most rushing yards thus far since the 1990 season. It's crazy how they're playing. This is this is not today's NFL. It is not. How the Bears all. play football. And most of their offense is just drop back, and then I'm not going to throw. I'm just going to take off and run what the Bears run. But they're uh, you know, not a ringing endorsement, but they're not they're not bad. I mean, it just it, it, they're winning games. They're in some of these games, even though the offensive numbers have been uh, putrid. But I think they can move the ball against Chicago against uh, Washington here, and I, I just don't know what to make of Washington. I mean, defensively, with the, you only have one takeaway on the season. Think about that. And I don't know what I'm going to get out of Wentz either. And I don't know about this Rivera business as well. I mean, I, I, Mike Pritchard will be fired up to discuss this in two hours about did he lose the locker room? Are the veterans ticked off? Did, did, would Wentz accept the apology? I mean, you know, did, how's that going to work? That's it's an interesting comedy made where he threw the quarterback under the bus. So if the Bears win this game, they're going to be three and three on the season, three and three, and their win total was six and a half. Yeah, and that would actually put them kind of in the mix for a playoff spot in the NFC at this point of the season. A lot of football left. I, I clearly get that, but who had the Bears three and three after this game? Uh, probably nobody, right? But again, as I pointed out, the running game's been pretty good for the Bears, reliable. Um, when you really break down the metrics, explosive rush percentage, they're number one overall. But Washington's defense, again, against the run, against explosive rushing uh, plays, they're eighth overall. Rushing EPA per play, they're fifth. And if you go by DVOA football outsiders, Washington is sixth. Again, the, the, what you can do really to this team is attack them through the year. They're... You know, middle of the pack to, you know, bottom 10 in the league in a lot of key categories. But when you look at the Bears in the air, all of the advanced metrics, as we all know this, I mean, you said yesterday that stat, Cooper Cup has as many receptions as Fields has completions. Think about that. That's mind-boggling. It's impossible. It right. Is. In today's NFL, again, yes, yes. What does Washington do on offense? You know, you, you, had, you had to sit through that last week. You had them in a contest. They were 1 of 11 on third down. Wentz has also been sacked 20 times, third most in the league. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's him hanging on to the ball too long, too. But the, the O-line hasn't done him any favors as well. So he's going to continue to get beat up. But but does Chicago shut him down? And are you also the, the move on the total from 40 down to 38 in the prime right. time underruns that we've seen. And, and there's supposed to be some some wind and some shaky weather as well. Yeah, it's just it's a pick game for a reason. Oh, sure. So usually when games like this occur, you get a high scoring or crazy things happen. But uh, – I, I am looking at first quarter under seven and a half minus one sixty. I like no score first five and a half minutes. That's heavy juice. Uh, I mentioned the fields prop as well. I don't know what to do with Mooney. Uh, Montgomery could he go off? Uh, I mean that that some of these are difficult with the props. I just don't know what you're going to get out of Wentz either. And the funny thing with Wentz is we touched on his incredible record on Thursday night. The kid's six and zero. Oh. Yeah, how I mean, about that? Doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. So Wentz struggles a lot with the exception of this night, and here he is talking to the media about the challenges of playing on Thursday night. Physically, by far the hardest week of the season. I mean, it is not even close, in my opinion. Um, you wake up Monday morning, and you're like, holy crap, i got to play in three days. You know, and um, it's hard. It's hard on our bodies. It's hard on, on those things. And anytime it's a head injury, especially, that's very concerning. But, um, you know, <laughs> this is our job. This is what we do. And uh, we find a way to get out there Thursday night and hopefully uh, deliver. That's what the commanders do well. Well, uh, overall DVOA, again, advanced metrics here, they're 30th in the league. Bears now much better, 28th. Uh-huh. So these are two of the worst teams in the entire league. Passing DVOA on offense, commanders 28th, rushing DVOA 31st. Not a, I mean, that's just like, oh boy, in for a really long season here with this team. I'll give you some angles going back on Thursday Night Football, though. Good stuff at uh, vcin.com. Steve Mack and his numbers. Since home teams... Last one, three straight ATS on Thursday Night Football. That was back in September of 2020. Road teams are 21-11-1 ATS. That's 66%. That includes the Colts' win in the cover last week in Denver. Um, home underdogs. Again, pick them right now, but if Washington goes off the favorite. Home underdogs on Thursdays have been uh, really bad. 2-10 straight up, 3-9 and nine ATS in their last 12, only scoring 15.4 points per game. And then how about this trend over the last three-plus seasons? Uh, Thursday night football road teams coming off of a loss, a home loss the prior Sunday. Yeah. 12-10 and 10 straight up, 17-4-1 ATS. 17-4-1, 81% ATS. That includes the Colts last week. Okay, good. What do you think it is about these teams that have underruns in October? 
Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was a big one. Washington now a fifteen and three underrun in October. Uh, how about Robin? How about a feel good story? Robinson first touchdown, or Robinson to score a touchdown anytime. I bet that last week, and because we didn't, uh, that was a total flyer because we didn't really know the usage rate for him. Yeah, but he took over. What do you have? Nine carries in the game. Yeah. <laughs> so are they going to really make him like the lead guy ahead of Antonio Gibson? It kind of feels like that way, huh? Yeah, yeah, that could happen, right? And uh, and how the how Montgomery played and, and Fields had his best game through the air last week in the loss to the Vikings. So uh, home teams have won seven in a row in Chicago games. And some ju- uh, other good tidbits there, as you mentioned as well. Tough one. But I, I, I have to go with the Robinson angle. I mean, why not? Something you want to see. You know, also maybe bet no touchdown first half if that's available after what's gone on in some, uh, maybe. some of these primetime games. Yeah, well, you see how low the total is, right? Well, also, can, can Washington throw the ball in this game against the Bears? I think they probably can a little bit. Well, he's got good numbers. I mean, what what do you what do you expect him? Two fifty? I mean, his prop is low. It's only two twenty. It is a low number. Yeah, I know. I think he can go over that, but it's also a game flow too. Is it fourteen nothing Chicago? Are they playing from behind? Do they get an opening drive touchdown? Is it more run oriented? I don't know mm-hmm. how, how the game's gonna gonna play out. So he um, has taken on this is Carson Wentz a league high eighty four pressures already on the year including 20 sacks, which is a huge number to, at this point of the season. But the Bears, they're at the very bottom of uh, Pro Football Focus's ranked pass uh, unit near the bottom, generating the fourth fewest quarterback pressures in the entire league so far. So if he has some time to throw the ball, because he's no good with the pocket presence, uh, the pocket awareness, he's just terrible. Right, right. He, he's one of the worst that we've seen in a long, long time. Uh-huh. So and the decision-making. Yeah, of course, yes. So, so if they give him a clean pocket to throw the ball from tonight... Um, they do have some weapons. And I don't think the Bears' secondary is very good based on the numbers that I'm looking at. Um, the receivers are okay. Samuel McLaurin is a, is a nice little weapon to have. He's 54 and a half. That, that could I could go over too. Yeah, I would. I think I, I early. It was an auto play early on, but I would go Mooney over 42 and a half as well. After these uh, had six for 140 the last couple. They're weeks. kind of making it a point to. Yeah. Get him the ball now. He's also right about the war of attrition here in the turnaround. I think it was Tiki Barber years ago who said, I'm still I'm still sore on a Tuesday after a game. Oh, yeah. And to think, he said Monday, but Tiki said still Tuesday that he's still sore and they got to come out and play on a Thursday. I mean, put yourself in their shoes for a second. It's something that, unless you've done it, who can relate to this? Yeah. You, you kind of got to take their word for it, right? Thursday night football? Yeah, we get it, man. We've heard stories. I mean, it's just... The quality of a car accident. Yes, you right. Play, you go Mike Webster. There. Yeah. Oh, Pittsburgh God. Center. Yeah. Went through, I mean, that was the story of uh, his life. Like, a, the doctors were saying, what was it, like a thousand car accidents? Kind of the same thing. And then it's like, hey, guys, yeah, you get maybe half a day off, but let's yeah. go. Pick yeah. it back up. I like what you said earlier in the week. Okay, everyone's ripping the game, this matchup, whatever up. I want to see what it'll be. I know it'll beat it. I want to see if the Yankee game comes close. I want to see what the ratings and are. The ratings. If the Yankee game can, uh, can get close to this because everyone's. And Amazon's done well so far yeah. with the numbers. Uh, prediction it won't. Uh, blowout? No, no, no. The, the ratings? No, you think the football will destroy the Yankee game? I don't. This destroy is a uh, strong word. I think it'll beat it, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all season long, Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all football related content. Check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials. To help you win big, cheer on your favorite team and your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It is a whole new game. Win loses up next. Seven, uh, seven different bets cashed with at least a payout of plus 260 last night. Details next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. All season long, Bet Rivers, your go to book, all football related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the app for the latest odds, promotions, player props, and more. Great house specials. Cheer on your favorite teams and favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Here he comes every Thursday at this time. Nigel Seeley, the Golden Soccer and Tennis at Seeley underscore Nigel on Twitter. 4 0 last week on the show, and he has uh, six picks he's going to give out coming up. How concerned are you? That you're going to the World Cup and there is a sober zone, they call it. I mean, you like to get after it. Uh, a couple of pops. Uh, how concerned are you with this? With how they're going to treat the uh, spectators? Well, if there was a sober zone uh, when the last European Championship was on, when England played, I don't think I would have got out of it for three and a half weeks. I think I would have <laughs> stayed in the sober zone yeah. for three and a half weeks. Um, I don't know what they're going to rate. I mean, how how... If you walk down the Vegas Strip and you saw everyone had a few drinks, how many people would be in? The, uh, what's your spread on how many people will be in the right. sober zone? Right, like it'd be thousands, wouldn't it? Is that so, how um, it's going to work? If they see you stumbling or they think you're inebriated, they're going to take you to the sober zone. us. Sober zone. <laughs> the you sober zone. No... Well, it might. To be fair, it might be worth getting right on it for a few weeks and going there because it'd be a lot cheaper than the hotels. The sober <laughs> zone. <laughs> I might. Just go. I might just go there. Yeah. I just might fancy going to the sober zone. Sounds a great place to go, isn't it? Sober zone. Yeah. Just like-minded individuals like me, just chatting about sport, having a few beers. Just it sounds great. Just, as yeah. long as we get the sun in the sober zone, I'll be fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a good time. Like IKEA. Did you have the meatballs? Oh, 
I'd rather be in the sober zone than Ikea. I tell you, the minute I come out of, this, uh, out of the Ikea, I hit the bar, I must admit, because I can't stand the place. Oh, gee. It's a fantastic place, but the thing is, you go around it, and then the thing you want, you have to go all the way back, and it's only one way. It's like a maze. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah. it's, I just want someone to, to say, okay, I want that room like that. Can you come around and build it in my house? How much are you going to cost? I don't need yeah, 5,000 bits. Yeah. Just to, you know, just, you, I want that in my house. There's the measurements. Can you come and do it? Can you do it two weeks on Thursday? Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much. The That's homework it. assignment. It well, is. Well done. And the instructions, nobody can read. Oh, please. Not a single person on the planet Come can on. read the instructions. Come on. Ridiculous. No, I, right. I, I bought two uh, sideboards from there about two years ago, and I made them. And you know Paula, uh, Mitch, she, she's, very, she's very fussy. She's very particular. Uh-huh. And I thought I did. If I looked at it, I would have thought it was like so, like looking at the, someone who painted the Mona Lisa or the Sistine Chapel. It was like my <laughs> moment of art. And she hasn't stopped moaning because it has it's wobbly. One of the things has come out. I said, you know what? We'll, we'll just we'll go somewhere else. But no, she still wants to go there. It's, just, it's insane. I don't want to go. I don't want to go to Ikea ever again. Yeah, I saw it on your face with the tweet. Uh, bad beat. Uh, okay, here we go. Rapid fire with the picks. You have been all over this Wolverhampton club. I mean, you nailed it. Uh, you've been an excellent job here. What do you want to do? Two bets, same match Saturday. Wolverhampton, take it away. Well, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change my opinion of all the Hamden. They've got rid of their manager about time. Really, he's been really, really poor this season. Bruno Lark. Um, they've got the the manager who they thought they were going to have. The more former Seville manager, Lopetegui, is so managed that he doesn't want to go there. His father's not very well, so he's not the right time for him. So they're, in, they're looking for a new manager. So they're going into this game without a manager, and this is a relegation battle. Wolves and Nottingham Forest are two sides at the bottom of the table. Uh, I could not bet Wolves at minus one forty-five with anybody's money whatsoever. They're the lowest scorers in the Premier League. They've only scored three goals. When you think Haaland scored 15 on his own, the whole of Wolves seed only scored three. <laughs> it's just insane. At home, they're the lowest scoring home team in the Premier League with just two goals. And they play Nottingham Forest, who are also in a relegation battle, who are the lowest scoring road team with just one goal. So it's no surprise. I want to bet under two and a half goals here at minus 125. Uh, Forest do leak a few goals, but their last match was, they looked a lot better. 1-1. The manager, Steve Cooper, has been given a contract at the club. Everyone thought he was going to be sacked, but he's given an extension of his contract. I think that will help them. I think that will help them. There's a bit, you know, a bit of consistency around the side and the faith in the manager. I think that will help Forest. And Forest will have nothing to fear here. It's a relegation battle, usually relegation battles you would expect to be low scoring, and uh, mm-hmm. I expect this to be low scoring. So Wolves not in the Forest, under two and a half goals. And the other game, and ever always play Wolves games, I always like the bet on the draw to be at halftime. Well, last season, Wolves drew 21 games uh, at halftime out of their 38 matches. Uh, you can always get them at plus money, which doesn't make sense when you look at that statistic. Um, they, they, you know, if you, sorry, the other thing I was going to say to you is Wolves in four of the last five matches under two and a half goals has cashed, and Wolves have failed to score in three of their last four. So that draw to halftime is always a bet I like to play, especially when you consider this is a relegation battle. So I expect the first half to be rather cagey. And to bet it at plus money, it just yeah. never makes sense to me. Plus 120 is the price with Bet Rivers. It's the best price in the industry. I think that will start around about even money, plus 100. Yeah. Um, but I would make it minus 110 every time Wolves played a middle section or a bottom half side. Good call. It'll be cagey and nervy. I'm with you on that one. Let's stay Saturday. Full on Bournemouth. You want to go over. Take it away. Yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, Fulham have played in nine games this season in the Premier League. Eight of them have cashed over two and a half. Eight of them of the nine have been both teams to score. The only time they failed to score on the game ended nil-nil. Who was it against? Wolves. <laughs> nil-nil yes. score. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, so Fulham have played. Fulham, every game they've played has gone over until they've played Wolves. Uh, both teams have scored in eight of the last nine. Uh, Bournemouth have just come back with a big win, a 3-1 against Leicester. Uh, they were embarrassed by Liverpool 9-0. Uh, they sacked the manager, Scott Parker, got a new guy in charge in Gary O'Neill, who's looking to become the permanent manager. Since he took charge, they're unbeaten in five. I would expect this to be quite entertaining. Two sides that like to play football in a good way, a real good matchup, and they'll expect goals down by the River Thames in South London on Saturday. To the big one Sunday. Can't wait. Liverpool against Man City. Uh, Liverpool in poor form. I know when the Queen passed, they... Uh, they had the break, and they asked Klopp, who had a great rant about he concerned about throwing your rhythm off in timing. He goes, what rhythm? Look, we're playing. What rhythm? We don't want that. Uh, but they're in 10th place now in a table. I mean, Man City seems $1.30. Give me, give me Man City, right? Yeah, I mean, you would I mean, I, you would think that is the bet, and I, and I expect all the handle to be on Manchester City. But um, sometimes in these big matches, they don't really go as we plan. Um, the one thing I have, I think the Man City have a big advantage on, on, on. They played on Tuesday in the Champions League. It was a nil-nil draw against Copenhagen, but uh-huh. they rested virtually their whole first eleven. 
Okay. Haaland didn't play. The Bruyne didn't play. They, the rest of the goalkeeper. So all their players are fit and ready for this game. Liverpool, on the flip side, played quite an intense game. I know the scoreline doesn't really suggest that it was is intense, but a 7-1 win in Rangers in, in Glasgow. They were 1-0 down in that game, and for the first half, they were clearly the second-best side. So they had to bring on Salah off the bench, who scored a hat-trick, the quickest ever hat-trick in the Champions League. So I feel that that's a big advantage for Manchester City. But this is Liverpool. You know, this is Liverpool Football Club. This is a side that these are the two of the most dominant sides in the world. And taking minus 130 Man City is one of those bets that you would look back on, on Monday morning and think, it was the best bet of all time, or what a douchebag I was to take the minus one thirty because it's it's just a, it just doesn't or everything on paper says Man City will win this game, but sometimes the draw wouldn't be a bad result for for Man City. It's not it's not a disaster for them. Liverpool need to get something quickly. They're on the back of a seven one win, which is which is great mm-hmm. for them, but they can see goals. I would probably go from more of a neutral angle. Not rushed about the minus one thirty. I think both teams will score. Yes, over three and a half goals potentially. I think that Liverpool will have to take it to Man City, and I think we'll see a very open game. It won't be as cage as we've seen before because it's it's do or die now for Liverpool. That when they're in they're in serious trouble, they've got to go out of a fight. Yes. And um, I think goals could be on the menu rather than have a a strong play on Man City minus one thirty. All right, can't wait for that match. Don't get caught with your pants down. That's an eight thirty Pacific start on Sunday. Uh, two minutes left, Nigel. Take, what do you want to do with the Chelsea match against Villa? And you also like the Europa match today. Yeah, I'm gonna I mean Chelsea have suddenly started to hit a bit of form. Um they've got a new manager in, in Graham Potter, who I didn't think was um gonna come into the club and I, I think he's an excellent manager, but I thought it was probably a little bit too early in his career to come to a big club like Chelsea from Brighton, where he was doing absolutely brilliant. But he has been a revelation since he's gone into Chelsea. He's unbeaten in five matches in charge. They've won their last four. The first game was a draw against Salzburg in the Champions League, but there was a 90-second-minute goal equaliser that cost him. He should be having five matches and five wins. The one good thing what he has done is really shored up the Chelsea defence. Chelsea are looking a lot more solid defensively. That was their real strength when they won the Champions League. That was their real strength. I used to come on here and say Chelsea to win to nil was a fantastic price. And we were taking odds of about plus 125 on Chelsea to win to nil. They're playing Aston Villa, who aren't scoring goals. I mean, they're not, they haven't really much got of a goal threat. They played a couple of nil-nils. They played some real boring matches. Their last three matches against Leeds, Nottingham Forest and Southampton have been really dull affairs. Not many goals in them. And I think Chelsea would do a professional job here. Like Chelsea haven't conceded in their last three. And the better way to get with Chelsea, I mean, Chelsea are minus 125 to win on the road at Villa, which is you know, probably about right. But Chelsea to win to nil is a much more enhanced two to one with Bet Rivers. I like that. I really, really do. I think Chelsea will win to nil, a one nil, two nil. Job done. Professional. Move on to the next game. And tonight in the Europa League, a team that I've tipped on here before, a team at home who are a very, very hard match for anybody. Karabakh over in Azerbaijan. It's a long, long way for people to travel. They're playing Olympiacos. Uh, you can bet them. They were minus one twenty. They're now being bet down to minus one twenty five, and I think that line's going even lower. But at home, they're pretty much unbeatable. Uh, they're unbeaten at home this season in the Champions League and the Europa League. And they play Olympiakos side. Greek sides have always been good at home. Very, very poor on the road. Olympiakos haven't won on the road this season. They're in the worst season they've had domestically in the Greek League. They're bottom of the Europa League without a win. And they did lose 3-0 last week to Karabakh in Greece. I like Karabakh to win tonight. You're awesome. Stay hot. Thank you. Talk to you next week, mate. Take care. That's Karabag, uh, Q-A-R-A bag uh, in the Europa match coming up. Brad Powers up next. You won't believe where he has Texas power rated. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. All season long, Bet Rivers your go-to book all football-related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the app for the latest odds, promotions, player props, and more. Every week, great house specials up you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and favorite players at Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Double shot with Brad Powers, college football expert, on every Thursday during the football season. Uh, I think a lot of people maybe could be surprised where you have Texas power rated. How good do you think Texas is? And what do you think of the matchup this week against Iowa State? Yeah, I have Texas up to number six in my power ratings, even with a pair of losses. I mean, they were close. One was to Alabama when Ewers goes down. Right. I mean, obviously, they lose without Quinn Ewers in overtime against Texas Tech, a game they were fully controlling. 
for a majority of that game. Uh, now that he's back, I mean, you saw what he did against Oklahoma, uh, although it's, I think, a, a, a bad Oklahoma defense. But, yeah, I, uh, losses, look, a change of one play in either one of those two games, they got wins on the board. If they're unbeaten, where are they ranked? They're, they're probably even higher than number six. So, yes. Uh, I, I, I don't think it should be that big of a surprise to people. But you want to take the points uh, Saturday? Yeah, with that being said, yeah. I mean, even though I have Texas way up there in my power ratings, I'm still only at 14 for this week. That's a pure power rating. That's not even factoring in the situation, which I don't think is great for, you know, Texas. When, when you got an 11 a.m. local start, you're off one of the biggest wins you've ever had against your arch rival in Oklahoma. You got Oklahoma State on deck and you're laying more than two touchdowns against a team that doesn't give up many points in Iowa State. It's been a bad matchup for you the last three years because Iowa State's actually won the game in this series each of the last three years. They dominated you a year ago. I, I, again, I think it's a bad matchup to be laying more than two touchdowns. Anything above two touchdowns, even at 16 and a half, I'm going to take Iowa State. And, and again, let the market tell you, anytime this, pop, this popped to 17 twice this week, that lasted less than an hour both times. Yeah. So that's telling you, I mean, I think there's some market manipulation there. Anytime it gets 17, boom, boom. quick buyback mm -hmm. on Iowa State. This might be putting you on the spot, but what's the plan for Texas moving forward at quarterback once Arch Manning gets there? <laughs> that's a good guy. It'll be Quinn Ewers next year. Arch it Manning right? is going to have to sit as a freshman. Yeah, that's going to have to be the plan. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. He's just going to have to sit as a freshman. I think he's probably – look, that family understands. I, there's not a lot of drama there. They would understand that. I don't know about that. I don't know about <laughs> well, that, I mean, my friend. Yeah, uh, we'll, is, we'll see. This, I mean, you saw what happened with Eli. I'm not going to yep. San Diego and they forced that. True. Okay. That's a good point. I, I, well, well put. This, this is a Gundy special. Come on now. Uh, he is so good when the line's three either way, and he's getting four. Here's what would worry me with TCU. It's a great job here with TCU and Dykes. But you're going rival game against SMU, then you play Oklahoma, and then you play Kansas, a game down the wire, and now you got to get up for Oklahoma State. What do you think of the points here? Well, the money says TCU because that's where it's been placed all week long. They opened two at Circa. With that being said, my power rings say Oklahoma State. I honestly don't like either team, at least recent form. Oklahoma State, they've won two straight against decent competition, Baylor and Texas Tech. Uh -huh. They've been significantly outgained in both games. So I think they're a little bit of a pretender. You're right. TCU, the spot, I, I wanted to fade them. In fact, I mean, I, look, I wasn't that impressed last week. I mean, Kansas with a backup quarterback, I mean, you got to benefit from Kansas fumbling at the one yard line in the first half. They miss a chip shot field goal. Um, so, yeah. I mean, push comes to shove. I'm taking Oklahoma State. But again, in future weeks, I'm looking to play against both teams. Yeah. How about the gauntlet angle, too? And I know a lot of it with Jefferson in and out. But what Arkansas has to go through and who they've played the last four games. And now you have to go to BYU, which is a tough place to play. I think it's one of the more fascinating handicaps of any game all season. You're right. It's not a great situational spot for Arkansas. Traveling across the country in elevation. Obviously, it's unique travel. You're not used to playing yeah. in a spot like this. With that being said, I'm, the market is all over Arkansas. K.J. Jefferson is going to play. The market tells you that. We saw Arkansas was a three-point underdog very early this week. Now they're a one-and-a-half-point favorite. And I also think this. Jaron Hall, the BYU quarterback, is not 100%. If you watch that Notre Dame game, he was not consistently throwing it down the field, and they mentioned that he's having some shoulder issues. So I, I'm going to agree with the money and lean Arkansas here. Okay. okay. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. Brad Powers, our guest at Brad Powers 7 on Twitter, bradpowersports.com. Uh, what's the downgrade with NC State with no Leary, and does Syracuse continue to be uh, move to 6-0 and here, and do they cover? I think it's another significant one. I, I think I don't know if it's six points, uh, but but it's probably four, four and a half points uh, with the downgrade uh, of Leary. Look, they won a game without him last week in the second half, but they didn't complete a pass. So I thought they were extremely fortunate. Uh, obviously, Florida State, uh, you know, knucklehead interception at the end of that one to preserve it. Uh, we've seen a ton of money come in on the under as well. That's showing you that NC State's probably going to be really limited offensively. Uh, Syracuse for me off a of bye, and it's just not Devin Leary out for NC State. 
It's also the entire team off very physical games against Clemson and Florida State the last two weeks. So, yeah, I I do like Syracuse even at three and a half. Brad, where do you currently put Coastal Carolina uh, in your power ratings in the uh, Sunbelt Conference? And then they're they're laying a huge number. They don't. Their defense, man, is uh, shaky at best, and they're laying 12, it looks like now, across the board against uh, Old Dominion. So they're obviously a proven commodity the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, they've won double-digit wins each last two years. They're unbeaten this year, so you'd think they'd be at the top. No, they're not. Actually, I have, believe it or not, uh, still App State, even after an upset loss against Texas State. I still have them ahead of them. James Madison, a newcomer, ahead of them. And uh, I'm here to tell you, Troy and South Alabama out of the West, I have power rated ahead of Coastal Carolina. What I'm getting at is you got a Coastal Carolina team that's been struggling to get margin this year. Five of their six wins are by 12 points or less. And they're laying about 12 points this week against an old Dominion team that's off uh, fresh off a of bye. And that's kind of a theme. This is the time of year where you got teams playing seven straight weeks, teams fresh off a of bye. I'm taking ODU this week. Okay. And how about one game in the MAC? What do you, oh, you, your top play is at Kent State against Toledo? It is. And this is a sneaky one where you got a touchdown plus underdog that I uh-huh. think can win the game outright. Okay. Uh, I just think you look at Kent State statistically, not as bad as their record. And that's saying something considering you look at their schedule Washington, Oklahoma, Georgia in the non conference. And Toledo, very fortunate last week, plus four in turnovers, a pair of defensive touchdowns. So I think value on Kent State this week. Okay. Two other plays that you like Southern Miss and Western Michigan. Um, tell us why you like both those teams this weekend. So, hint, hint, wink, wink. You see that I'm going small schools. Uh-huh. That's telling you probably among the, the major games that we talked about earlier, some of the edges are starting to dry dry up a little bit. It's mm-hmm. mid-October. So, where do you got to go? You got to go with smaller schools, less known commodities. So, with Western Michigan, I just think you have the vastly superior defense in this one statistically. Playing the tougher schedule so far this season. At home, defensive home underdogs in conference play. Is something that I, I like doing this time of year. So West, I think wrong team favorite Western Michigan for me, and and then the other one, pure power ratings play for me. Southern Miss statistically superior at home. Should be laying six, not four, four and a half. All right, my friend. Great job. Good luck. We'll talk to you next week. Keep up the good work. All right. Take care, guys. Here you go, Brad Powers. Excellent. Uh, he's, great talk. He's awesome. With college football, There's a lot of these conferences too. Uh, the Mountain West. What a mess. Boise now the favorite. At some spots to win the conference. What, what number do you see in Boise? Plus 180. Probably do better than that. But <laughs> San Jose State, 2-1. to one In the driver's seat to make the championship game. Uh, they won at Wyoming. They beat UNLV. Aren't Air- they coming out of that side? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think that, yes, that's going to happen. Air Force now plus 450. They got beat by Utah State. Come on! I'm holding 80-1 to one on Wyoming and 40-1. to one. Remaining schedule, easy? Uh, by week here. They get Utah State at home. They have Hawaii and Colorado State both back-to-back on the road. Absolutely winnable games. Then they host Boise on November 19th before they play at Fresno. All right. If they can... Um, it could be. It should be Boise. If they, they can have... I think they can win three straight games here. Yeah. Off the bye. Yeah. Going into that game at home against Boise. And if they win that one, then I'm cooking with some Crisco. I got Troy 14-1 to win the Sun Belt. They have that South Alabama game coming up. <laughs> the conference loss was to Hail Mary against App State, which was 10 yards short of the end zone. Come on. What do you think of the prop now? Bama, Georgia, minus 160, field plus 130. Got to be cause for concern the last couple weeks. Oh, I would say so. They should they, they have two losses. Yeah. They have definitely one. Texas outplayed them, and then Georgia, good job against Auburn, but there was a sloppy back-to-back performances there, too. I would concur with that. Uh, what, if, what if Alabama loses this weekend? Yeah. They, I, I can't see them making the playoff with two losses. No, neither can I. That no. will, I mean, what, what has ever happened? No, there's too many close calls. They have not been dominant. Yep. Ohio State, over 11.5 plus 115. So will Ohio State go undefeated? I don't think Michigan's beaten them. I don't either. No, I don't think Penn State. They're too good. Updated win total, Michigan 10.5. Georgia 11.5 plus 125. Bama 11.5 plus 130. Michigan's plus 220 in some spots to make the playoff. Come on. Oh, I don't know. I just. Can they even keep it close against the Buckeyes? How about. We'll learn, we'll learn, learn more Saturday with the Penn State. Do you game. think they're better than last year's Michigan team? No. I don't either. No. Can't that doesn't do. mean they can't make it this year, but. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Follow the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. We'll get into uh, the Thursday night game that we have coming up tonight. Player props. 
Um, believe it or not, some favorable matchups in the game tonight. Coming up here between the Bears and the Commanders. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Back at it, and the NBA gets underway Tuesday. Jonathan Von Tobel did an excellent job with the pro basketball betting guide. Loved it. Preview every team. Strategy, advice, predictions, conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, player awards. He gave out a 65-to-1 shot in the guide, which I agree with. Five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season. Get the VEASAN NBA betting guide. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99. Get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl. VEASAN.com. 
slash subscribe. VEASAN's own Mike Pritchard joins us now. Played nine years in the NFL, MVP of the championship team at Colorado. And we're talking uh, National Football League right now. So you played in the league. You're a locker room guy. You've seen it all, done it all. Can you believe sure. Rivera answered the question about why you struggled so much this season to, to throw Wentz under the bus? And can you just make everything okay with an apology? Can that linger? Oh, no. Oh, yes, it does. I, I don't know if it's not only it's going to linger, Paulie. I mean, I think it's confirmation of what a lot of players probably in that locker room have thought oh. about Ron Rivera, right? I mean, where's the accountability? Seriously, before the season started, they fired their D-line coach. They have the most talent from terms of first-rounders yeah. uh, up front uh, with their front six, front seven, right? You think about all the first-rounders, but yet you're going to fire the D-line coach. I, I think in reality, you look at the commanders, Paulie. Uh, the last two years, their defense is a bottom tier in terms of points allowed, uh, and it falls on Del Rio. But Del Rio and Rivera are buddies, uh, and as players in the locker room, you know that. And so, yeah, that was um, uh, certainly a mistake by Coach Rivera to throw your quarterback under the bus that way. Uh, and, and look, you won a division when a division stunk, Yeah. right? Yeah. You, you went 7-9 and nine and you won a division. Every other season has been a losing season. I, I don't know what credibility Ron Rivera has with his players right now. Wow, that that is that's strong stuff there. Would you? What do you think of in-season firings? And could you? Would could they cut them loose if it's ugly tonight? Well, it's so dysfunctional. I I don't know who would fire him. Um, I mean, <laughs> you're throwing right. Uh, I mean, you're throwing your quarterback into the bus. So is that a shot at the PM or whoever is in, in the executive right now with that football? And because uh, they brought over Carson Wentz. I mean, are you trying to say and suggest that you don't want Carson Wentz? I mean, there's so many things here. Uh, that Ron Rivera is separating himself from. Typically, coaches are buttoned up, Holly. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a press conference, they do not say stuff like that. They'll say stuff behind closed doors. Uh, they'll say stuff to us because we're men like that. We can handle it, if you think. But to the press, to where anybody can go any angle they want to with this uh, kind of reaction yeah. that Ron Rivera had, I mean, that's a misstep, yeah. uh, 100% right there. Okay, so you played nine years in the league, and you were a first-round pick. And it's great watching games with you because you'll you'll you're like Romo, but better. You'll see what's going to happen uh, mm-hmm. with the play by formation and what's going to transpire. What right. do you see? What do, what do you make of the Chicago offense so far? Well, you know, Chicago it's a work in progress, Paul, because you have a new offensive coordinator trying to understand and learn their personnel. I mean, Justin Fields, we don't know what he does well yet. Uh, he hasn't had uh, accumulated enough football, enough games to really understand or comprehend what he does well. I mean, he guys, he has a big arm. He's very athletic, but sometimes he's accurate. Sometimes he's not, right? And, and so he takes off and runs. He runs around the pocket. I mean, he's he's such a he's such an undisciplined player at that position right now. So uh, I'm seeing Chicago try to make it up as they go. Uh, I mean, they extend their running game with screen game, uh, which is fantastic. I think getting the ball to the perimeter to some players that are capable of running uh, against defensive backs. So that's something that I think they need to continue to do. But that's the creativity. That's that's the level of creativity that they have right now. They just don't have enough great weapons on the outside to be prolific. Uh, so they're going to have yep. to run the ball, pound the rock between the tackles, uh, and then be creative with the screen game. And that's that's all you see right now. It's so simplified uh, that it's easy to defend, but they're playing hard though at times. Do you have a pick on tonight's game or a pass? Uh, I'm passing, man. Okay. I mean, I, I think Washington, like I said, it, it, they're so dysfunctional out there. They've allowed 11 passing touchdowns, Paulie, as a defense. Again, Del Rio, right? Um, but yep. that's more than Detroit. Detroit is the worst defense in the league, but yeah. yet they don't—they haven't allowed 11 passing touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, it's a pass for me because I, I think anything, everything can happen to me. Okay, let's go to a game you do like. Uh, you like the mm-hmm. Giants plus the points. By the way, a 13-1-1 underrun. Uh, Giants home games. And, and how yeah. are you concerned at all about the no buy coming back after London? You know, not not really. Uh, you got a team that's overachieved big time with the Giants. I mean, big time, right? Abel has got full buy in from uh, a lot of players that's auditioning for him because they, they like, obviously, they like the direction of where they're going. They like being coached by this guy. Uh, but I will say, Lamar Jack such a hard quarterback to prepare for. Yeah. But you got Link Martindale. <laughs> I mean, sure. you got a guy who's seen this guy, right, for a number of years. And if you think about what the Giants want to do with with, uh, uh, with uh, Daniels, I mean, it's it's like they want to get to the six eligible two, kind of like what the Ravens are with with Lamar Jackson. 
And so, yes, Lamar Jackson's hard to prepare for, but I think from a plan standpoint, the Giants could have that in place. And the fact that they're overachieving uh, in the five and a half points at home, I mean, that's something that's very attractive. Okay. The, so we, we started the interview with the Rivera comments. Mm-hmm. Yep. How about what happened Thursday night in Denver? Did you ever oh. did you ever show up a quarterback? Did you ever <laughs> you know because you know, what Hamler did to Russ about taking his helmet off? I'm wide open. Yeah. He slams the helmet down and then puts him on right. Front Street after the game. I could have walked in. It appears the guys in the locker room don't respect Russ, but also you can elaborate on that and then also showing the guy up too if you ever did that. Yeah, you know, Polly, that that's the heat of the moment thing. I don't know if he intentionally tried to show him up. I mean, he took off his helmet in frustration because they could have won the okay. game. Uh, I, I think everybody does that. Um, I, I've seen uh, coaches slam their headset, right? We've seen Belichick slam his headset down and uh, being frustrated. I mean, I, I think that's just part of the part of the game in terms of the emotion. Now, the comments after the game, I mean, he was truthful. Uh, and, and he's not saying anything differently than a coach would say in a meeting as we watch the tape. Uh, Russ, you should have shortened your drop. You should have recognized coverage before the play even started. And you should have worked the right side mm-hmm. of the field. He worked the left side of the field first, which he shouldn't have done. I mean, the look, the formation, everything that you've drawn up, everything that you worked on was to the right side. But I do want to go back to this, Paulie. Yeah. And I think this influenced Russ. But you go back to that Super Bowl against New England. It's the kind of the same play, the concept where you have the receiver coming underneath. Uh, and but yet Butler stepped inside and, and intercepted that ball. Yeah. I don't know if Russ had the recall at the moment or he just didn't like that. But Hamler should have been the guy early on. It just shorten up your drop, one step drop after you receive the snap, uh, and then throw the ball out to the to the side. It's like a slip screen uh, where you had the natural pick, and that's a walk in touchdown, and, and that's a win too. Follow the money, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Mike Pritchard, our guest. So this is like the young and the restless now. It's a soap opera. So the Monday <laughs> yeah, night game, all the issues with Wilson and Hackett doesn't know what he's doing. They go right. on the road to take on the Chargers. No home field advantage. There'll be plenty of Bronco fans there. But now mm-hmm. you have the Chargers where you have Allen tweeting about what are we doing because he hated right. what Staley did. So right. I know you talked about this too uh, on Visa. What do you make of this and what do you think of the game Monday? Disconnect for players and coaches. I mean, we, we have these geniuses or supposed geniuses and 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 the coaching ranks now, and but yet they, they seemingly are messing up things. Like, you know, I, I get it. Math, uh, analytics, and everything. I understand that, and we want to embrace that a little bit more. But I will say this, Polly. You know, in everyday life, how many times do we get irrational because we're emotional, right? We We, we would like to think, that we, we could make sound decisions each and every day. Yeah. But we, we don't. Uh, we don't. We're under pressure all the time, and we don't make rational decisions. So to expect these geniuses, these textbook coaches, to make textbook calls out there when they're under duress, when they're under uh, under fire, when, when they're stressed out, I mean, I, I, I think that's a, a losing proposition. Now, with more experience, like if you're a Belichick or if you're somebody long-tenured uh, in a situation as a head coach, then, yeah, I think we should expect that coach to be great mm-hmm. in terms of decisions out there, especially when it comes to math. Uh, but I, I hear it say, okay, put the advisor up top. Those guys get emotional, too. I mean, think about <laughs> uh, Dorsey and how he yeah, lost yeah. in the booth, right? Uh-huh. So just from, from an analytical standpoint, we think we can make rash decisions each and every day. But I challenge people each and every day, are you rational all the time? or when emotion is involved, or if you're under stress, are you making a sound judgment out there? And so uh, as betters, we, we got to factor that in to these coaches that they're under a lot of stress and, and certainly got to make a decision uh, in a snap of a moment, uh, if you know what I mean. A minute left. What yeah. what would you do in Carolina? Would you tank? That's a long rebuild. Would you try to get one of these quarterbacks in the draft? What would you do if you're, if you're Tepper and running Carolina? Yeah, they're closer to getting one of these quarterbacks than they are than trying to turn it around right now. Yes. I mean, who knows what direction they're going to go in. they got a new GM, and uh, obviously Matt Rule was the guy along with anybody he was associated with. So they're, they're piecemealing it together. Um, yeah, I've, absolutely. I mean, without saying the word tank, you can't do that, of course, right? Uh, but there's no incentive to win. Now, can they cover some numbers? Uh, absolutely. Uh, there could be spots right there. Be careful with that. But, no, I, I think um, Carolina is in start-over mode let alone rebuild mode. 
Great to talk to you, Mike. Great to get the players' perspective. You too. Good Absolutely. job. We'll see you soon. You too, Paulie. Mike okay, Pritchard. Take care, man. You got it. Everyone every Thursday during the football season. And uh, there, there's a lot going on. The, the Rivera comments, the tweet by Allen, the issues with Russ and the players and his teammates in Denver. What's going on with Hackett? A coach already fired. What does Carolina do? There's been a soap opera so far during the football season. I should have, I didn't have enough time. I should ask Mike. Mike was at the game when I got the uh, nine-yard carry. It, uh, it, sometimes it's 18, sometimes it's nine with the end around the arena game. When I got lit up and the mouthpiece went in the eighth row. But uh, he charged Adams with assault. The Kansas City police, I can't believe it. Win-lose up next. Count them seven. Seven tickets cash plus 260 or better. We'll recap everything that happened last night in the world of sports. Follow the money. Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Here comes the NBA. A lot of love for the Clippers. They're on a cover of our betting guide. What happens with the Suns? Do they take a step back? Great job by Jonathan Von Tobel. Strategy, advice, plenty of predictions. I love the uh, all the predictions on player awards. And he gave out a 65 to 1 shot, which I like. Win totals. Five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this season. Get the VEASAN NBA betting guide. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for $99. Get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl. Sign up today, please. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Here it is. Paul Charchi in time. FantasyGuillotineLeagues.com. Uh, all right. What Your thoughts on this game? And it's it's a tough, tough handicap. I think it's also tough for props. But you have uh, plenty of things that you like. Number one, we have to start here. How good is this Robinson story? Imagine if the kid can get in the end zone today after the after being shot. And, and I think it happens here. I mean, how anxious was Ron Rivera to get Antonio Gibson off the field? <laughs> Robinson's first game available from multiple shootings. And Antonio Gibson got three carries and is now doing special teams. That's it. I mean, metaphorically, Ron Rivera is Devontae Adams. And Antonio Gibson's career is the photographer. <laughs> if yeah. the opponent is Chicago, he's allowed. They've allowed a running back to surpass 80 rushing yards in four straight games. They've given up five total scores to running backs in those four games. So they're averaging over a touchdown per game to opposing running backs. And the lead pay backs, in particular, are getting paid against Chicago. Your lead back is Brian Robinson. It couldn't have been made more clear to us in his first game back. Yeah, Robinson's any time touchdown right now is sitting at a very healthy plus 235, Paulie. That feels like an awfully good opportunity against the team that just got run over by Dalvin Cook, gave up a couple of touchdowns to him. I think this is a nice opportunity for the great story. Yeah. And I think that does factor into things. Absolutely. The great story that is Brian Robinson. I like that. Now what do you want to do with Montgomery, who uh, played well against the Vikings? The Bears look good on offense in the second half against the Vikings, but what do you think of Montgomery props? 18, uh, 19 unanswered points by the Bears to rally and almost beat the Vikings in their own stadium. It was a it was a remarkable performance and the best the best game by in Justin Fields' career by a long shot. David yep. Montgomery also reasserted himself as the dominating back there. You know, Khalil Herbert had had, had looked good enough that we thought Khalil Herbert might eat into his work. Didn't really at all. Now Washington is a very good run defense. Over the last thirty games, thirty. Only two runners have topped the meager milestone of 71 yards. Um, Chicago's lousy offensive line has Montgomery ranked 45th in yards before contact. That means he's getting hit at and behind the line of scrimmage all the time. The Commanders are a top five tackling defense by pro football focus. So they're going to get through the line. They're going to make their tackles. I see a lot of short runs coming for Montgomery. His line is 63 and a half, Pauly, uh -huh. rushing yards. We're going to take the under there. And then in what I believe is the most broken line we're going to talk about today, the receiving yard angle is only 14 and a half for Montgomery. Montgomery is a very qualified receiver, very good receiver. In yeah. five games, five different runners have gone over 14 and a half receiving yards against Washington. Most of them have gone over 30 yards against Washington. They can double up that line. Montgomery needs basically one catch. 
to get to 14 and a half receiving yards. He's going to make that in the first half. This is, to me, the most broken prop bet I've seen in tonight's game. Yeah. Montgomery over 14 and a half receiving yards. All right, excellent. Anytime touchdown, uh, Robinson. Montgomery under rushing, over receiving. How about the quarterbacks? I, I gave, Earlier, I like uh, I, I said I like Fields over passing combined with rushing yards. Where are you at with both quarterbacks tonight? Um, I like uh, I like Fields here, and I'm with you on this. Most of, A lot of it's the eye test, right? He just he looked like for the first time in his career, I saw a quarterback who looked poised last week, and you know maybe that's too small a sample size, or maybe this is the beginning of some momentum for Justin Fields and a new coaching staff. So it's a lackluster Washington pass defense that's going to be able to help him out here. Uh, despite facing a bunch of third-tier passers, really, the commanders have allowed the third most passing touchdowns 11 of them already. Washington ranks 21st by pro football focus in both pass coverage and pass rush. So I don't think they're going to get to fields very much. Commanders have allowed, as I mentioned, the third most passing touchdowns in fields. The over-under on passing touchdowns for fields is half a touchdown. I just need one. That, I'm taking the over on half a touchdown for fields. Okay. Well, how about Wentz? His own coach calls him out. Says he's the reason we're one and four. You won't. Increasingly, the reason they're one and four is because of their coach. I mean, right. Ron Rivera is over his head, and I hate. Why does everybody always blame Carson Wentz for everything? The Colts did it when they kicked him out the door, and now look <laughs> at where the Colts are today. By yeah. the way, without Carson Wentz, yeah. they're worse yeah. than they were with Carson Wentz. Now here's Wentz. He rolls into this game. He's got the fifth most passing yards, the fifth most passing touchdowns, and his coach is more busy saving his own ass than acknowledging that Carson Wentz is the most pressured quarterback in the NFL. 84 pressured plays already this year. That is absurd. But here's the good news for tonight. Chicago generates the fourth fewest quarterback pressures. They rank dead last in pass rush by pro football focus. Carson Wentz is going to have more time in the pocket than he has had in the past, which is great. Chicago does get one of their their better cornerbacks back, Jalen Johnson, but their other two cornerbacks, Kendall Vildor and Kyler Gordon, are Awful, Polly. Gordon's allowed the most passing yards in the NFL. No players allowed more passing yards than Kyler Gordon working the slot. So, roll all that together. Carson Wentz, the line is 218 passing yards. Chicago has allowed over 218 passing yards to every quarterback to play a full game that was not in a monsoon. Great breakdown, my friend. Excellent. Follow the money. Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Paul Charchi and our guest, Fantasy Hall of Famer, guillotineleagues.com. Let's go to Sunday, but Vikings are favored by three points in Miami. What do you yes. think of Miami from a fantasy standpoint, and who's going to be healthy for the Dolphins? Yeah, it's a, they got a real problem with an injury report that's got 14 players on it right now, and we're not even entirely clear for sure who's going to be the starting quarterback, but by all indications, it appears that it's going to be a Skylar Thompson start. He's a rookie seventh rounder, got thrust into the game last week when Teddy Bridgewater got knocked out. Now, Bridgewater was was effectively in the old protocol protocols, he was cleared, would have been playing and come back into last week's game, but the way the new protocols work, it's likely Teddy Bridgewater does not play in this one. Skylar Thompson's hurt, so's Tyreek Hill. This offense is in pretty bad shape. One possible angle, Raheem Mostert's taken over the lead running back in Miami very quietly. Chase Edmonds is barely getting any run anymore. He's down to 10 snaps last week. And Mostert's an explosive runner in only 57 rushing attempts. He's already had six carries of 20 or more yards, which is great. Um, Vikings are middle-of-the-pack run defense. If you want to try an angle, you could try Raheem Mostert in this game. But I think overall, the Vikings should be should be able to cruise to a victory here in this game against a yeah. first-start rookie quarterback taken in the seventh round. But we said that about Cooper Rush last year, and the Vikings would belly up in their own stadium. So who knows? <laughs> Yeah, well, not the, that I'm bitter. Yeah, well, the Jets certainly had no problems moving it on Miami either last week too. So the Vikings should be able to move the ball. What do you expect out of Walker now that Penny's out? Yeah, uh, Kenneth Walker is sitting on a gigantic rest of season. I don't think I don't think, I don't think most fantasy owners don't understand how good this this guy's going to be rest of the way. I think a better runner than Rashad Penny and certainly more durable than Penny is. And Travis Homer also out. So Walker's going to get a bunch of work beginning in this game. Now. The opponent's the Cardinals, and the fascinating part of this is Seattle runs the ball the fifth fewest times. The Cardinals see the league's fewest rushes, just 17 per game. In part because their pass defense poly is so bad, nobody bothers to run against the Cardinals. You can just pass at will. But I think Walker's so good, I still am tempted. Even if it is just 17-ish rushes, 
that should be enough for Walker to put in a, a fairly good game here. He's a special player, capable of breaking long runs. We saw one of them last week when he when he got thrust into the starting role here. Arizona's not a great run defense. It's a good opportunity for Kenneth Walker both in this game and long term. What do you want to do? Is Danny Jones, is Danny Dimes startable? You know, I think he is startable. How about this? Yeah, wow. I'm going to give you the total list. I'm going to give you the total list of quarterbacks with more rushing yards than Daniel Jones. Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. That is it. Wow. Daniel Jones, 46 rushing yards per game. Brian Dable is doing for him what he did with Josh Allen, which is, you know, I've got this mobile quarterback who can break defenses down with his legs, and he's actually letting him do it, which is great. Daniel Jones is fantasy football's 14th highest scoring fantasy quarterback, throwing passes to David Sills and Richie James. I mean, it's the worst set of starting receivers in the league by yep, a mile. Yep. And if they, you know, if they get some players back, uh, it'll certainly help that 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 receiving uh, that receiving group. It's Baltimore this week. Um, they've returned to health and they've become a much better unit the last couple of weeks, holding down Josh Allen and, and Joe Burrow. But this is still a good opportunity for a rushing threat. Ravens have given up quarterback rushing touchdowns in three straight games, Paulie. Quarterback rushing touchdowns in three straight games. I like the opportunity for Daniel Jones to get a rushing touchdown in this one. I could not find that as a betting line. I couldn't find an anytime touchdown. We'll have it. We'll have it. Somebody will have it. Yeah. That's a nice opportunity for Daniel. Thanks, my friend. Good job. Thank you. Talk to you later. Paul Charchian, guillotineleagues.com. Dean Blandino, Chuck Edel, Adam Chernoff tomorrow. Good luck out there. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Get more from Beeson. Sign up. Get more from Beeson. Sign up. Get more from Beeson. Sign up. Get more from Beeson. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.